You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Okay, I'm going to start recording. Okay, welcome. So on week five, because I know some of you guys, this is like your first week five, it's kind of like open-ended. So typically we do first week is a mentality call where we're talking about mindset, thought work, stuff like that. Week two is more of like an alignment call. So it's like spiritual alignment. Um, It's kind of broad, but basically living in alignment, being in alignment with your offer, being in alignment with your family life while you're growing your business. Week three is pretty much action, which is where I share more strategic, um, you know, businessy type stuff. Week four is integration where it's, I just do hot seats. So it's like, how can I help you apply this? And then week five is kind of like, a free for all. <laughs> so today I'm going to share my thought process um, for how I think through stuff. And it's the power of inverse thinking. And so I got this from a guy named um, Charlie Munger, who's the, he's Munger, I think is how you say it. He's the business partner of Warren Buffett. And so he's kind of like a lesser known, really smart dude. <laughs> Heidi, I'm so glad you could come. I don't know if you can talk, but I'm really glad to see your face pop up hop on here. It's good to be here. <laughs> so glad you can come live. That's so fun. Um, cause I know that doesn't happen very much. So that's so fun. Okay. So anyway, he teaches this, this thing called, in, I mean, it's not the thing, lots of people, um, use it, but it's like the power of inverse thinking. Okay. And so basically the idea is, is like, if you want to have a successful business, we come up with all the ideas of how to not have a successful business, right? And then we inverse it and then you know what to do. And so when I get stuck in my business, I use this to just change the way I'm thinking about where I'm at. So like, for example, if I wanted, if I've been feeling like stagnant, I would ask myself, like, how would I for sure stay stagnant in my business, right? Instead of trying to cope with like, okay, how do I like make a comeback? How do I like create momentum? How do I get back in the game? I'm like, okay, how would I keep staying stagnant? I would definitely not ask for help, right? I would definitely like not reach out to anyone to stay stuck. I would definitely stop posting on social media for my business. I would definitely stop showing up to my own coaching calls. Um, I would definitely like spin out and compare, <laughs> right? And I have this little list. So let, like we can start with the first one. I would definitely like, not reach out to help or to get help. Then the inverse would be like, okay, I need to be reaching out for help right? And so you can come up with a whole list of things. And I think it opens up more possibilities for your brain. Um, And so let's just, I'm just going to actually write this down to see what I'm, um, I mean, I'm, I like to see things, so (laughs) we're going to do it. But so like to stay stuck in business, right? Like, let's say that, um, and this is really probably relevant to a lot of you guys, like we're coming off of summer. It's like, okay, I want to build momentum in my life and business again. And we could do this. I mean, you can do this with like anything, your relationships, anything, like how to have a bad marriage, right? How to have a bad relationship with your kids. And I'm sure you can come up with stuff and then you do the inverse. So let's do like just business. Um, How to stay stuck in business for sure, (laughs) right? Never ask for help. Um. For me, like it would be spinning out in, in comparison. We'll, we'll just, well, I'll see how many I can come up with. If you guys think of some, put it in the comments and I can add it. Um, Cause you guys might be like, this is me right now. This is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> um, 
I would definitely like stop taking action at all, like no action at all. Um, I would maybe consume more content. Um, despair <laughs> and hide, <laughs> right? I would just like, it's never going to work for me. I'm never going to be able to figure this out. Um, it's definitely like everyone else is more successful than me, right? Anyone, if you have anything, like definitely like throw it in there before I start inversing it, inversing it. I don't know if that's a word before I start creating the inverse. Is inversing a word? Does anyone know? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't see anyone else adding some. So I'm going to start adding the inverse. But if you guys um, think of something else to add to like how to stay stuck in business, definitely add it. Okay. So then the inverse of this would be like, I ask for help. Um, I stop spinning. So the opposite, like I'm trying to think of a powerful, more powerful way to say that. I focus on me, right? I focus on me and what I can do. Um, I take action, like even, so one of the things, and especially like the action piece, I went on a vacation once and I remember being like, okay, like it's time to create content. It's time to show up again. And it felt so hard. And it's kind of like what we were talking about with leaving the train station a few weeks ago. Like the hardest part of business truly is like when the train leaves the train station, right? Like that first few things. Um, Cause once you're in the momentum, it's a lot easier to just keep up with the momentum. And so one of the things that I, my mind loves to be like, well, that's not original. That thought isn't like the most profound thought you've ever had. I can't post it. And it keeps me in this like stuck mentality instead of just being like, I can share, even if it's not like the most pro profound thing ever, like I'm just going to share something, right? Something is better than nothing when you're in the stuck phase. Um, I think we can tweak and refine and optimize later right? Especially like if you haven't ever been posting content and now you're posting content, like you don't need to be the most profound person on the internet. You just need to be sharing something. Once you've been creating content and building, like then you can, you know, strategize and make it better. But I think in the beginning, especially for this inverse, like we are just taking action. Um, stop consuming content, right? Like I'm going to stop. Like if I feel like a place, I'm in a, a place in my business where I'm feeling stuck, or like nothing's working. I'm like, okay, I have to do an inventory. A lot of times what ended up happening is like, I'm consuming so many podcasts or I'm revisiting courses or I'm like getting sucked into someone's like funnel or watching their reels or like, even if it's someone who's like awesome and they're providing a ton of value, that's not helping me get unstuck or move forward in my own business. And so I would just stop consuming until I've created something and done something that's actually going to move my business forward. Because um, one of the things that I know for sure is learning doesn't actually make your business grow. Learning plus applying does. But like there's um, one of this, I don't love him, but his name's Andy Frisella, if you've heard of him. I like some of his content. I like some of his stuff. Um, one of the things he calls people like me, like he kind of called me on the beginning. He's like, you're a success zombie. Like you're studying success all day you're reading books, you're listening to podcasts, you're getting coached, but like, you're not creating anything. So, you know, a lot in theory, but you don't have a lot of results to show for it. And to me, like that was, that spoke to my soul. So I wanted to share in case it spoke to your soul too. Um, and then despair and hide versus like showing up, acting, making progress. Right. And these are like broad and I would love it 
if someone's feeling like they want to come on the hot seat and tell me what they're going through, like we can do this process for anything. These are really broad. But one of the things um, that I applied it to is like how to be an awful mom, right? Never talk to my kids, always hide in my office, yell, don't have fun, don't listen, right? And then I would inverse that and be like, ask them questions, be calm and patient, spend quality time together, not hide. Um, do what they want to do, right? And so I think that this just opens up a lot of creativity for me, like, because if I were just like how to get unstuck from my business, I wouldn't have necessarily come up with this list. I might've come up with a few, but you'll, and especially if someone has a, a specific problem, I think it would be really, really powerful because it just creates a lot of ideas instead of just the few that you can think of when you're trying to focus on the solution. So let's, um, does anyone want to do this? Does anyone have like a specific problem? It doesn't even have to be specific, but like just to walk through what you're going through. Anyone up for it? Me. Oh. Who said that? Actually, awesome. Okay. Tell me what's going on. Okay. So staying stuck in your business for me, it wasn't necessarily on that list, but <laughs> I have so many ideas. Okay. Like, I, and I can't follow through with any of them. <laughs> yes, right. Like I get so, like all stuck. Perfect. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is so how to not follow through? <laughs> um, like for sure, just keep coming up with more ideas. <laughs> and that's probably what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. And this is tricky because we do want to come up with ideas. It's like we do as entrepreneurs. Is there anything... So the inverse of that would be like pick an idea and act. Right. Which I feel like, sorry, go no, ahead. No. Yeah. Give it, like, give it to me. What, what were you going to say? I feel like I'm proud of myself. Cause I feel like I'm doing that. Yes. Like I just started this membership. It's like, I kind of talked about this last time. I have this social media stuff. That's where I make most of my money. Mm-hmm intuitive eating stuff it's been there I right. want to make me there I just it's I keep telling myself I'll pick something and do it and I have all these ideas and then I never follow through so I have followed through with this idea but now I find myself already jumping to well I could add group coaching and I could add a one-on-one -on -one package and I could you know so I, like focusing my attention on one thing I think this is also something that's important is like what do you want because we could do this inverse but it's not necessarily like what you're wanting because we could focus on growing your membership or we can focus on making money this month I actually think those might be two different things for you okay what do you want to do this month so I think I mentioned before like the boxer coaching thing yeah. I have told myself for a really long time, I don't want to take away from this. If this is not inverse thinking, you just call it's an okay. audible. I, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it all back. I'm not worried. Okay. Okay. I would like to be more high ticket, mm -hmm. but I tell myself my market is not realistic for that. Like the Voxer coaching idea for the thousand dollars a month. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to work intimately with someone who is going through 
the hellhole of that phase with like my ideal client. Yeah. Like I want to be that support for them. So there's always going to be people who have thoughts about your price. This is good for everyone on this call. So I'm glad you brought it up. One of the things that really helped me was like when I decided to charge high ticket, I realized there was always going to be people that wouldn't pay me, but they're going to, there's going to be people that wouldn't pay me no matter what I charged. (laughs) If I charge a hundred bucks, they still aren't going to pay it, you know? And then what I learned is like, there's a certain percentage of people who want the high ticket experience, who want to work with me closely, who want to ask me anything and have like a relationship with me. Right. And that's true. Even in I think you have like some judgment of your, your niche a little bit that they wouldn't want to pay high ticket, mm-hmm. but you're just what, like, what kind of version of that client would, you know, what is, would they ex- be experiencing in their life where they're like, yes, I want to pay a thousand dollars for Voxer, please. Like, that's exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Are you asking me? Like, who could you, even if it's not someone, you know, personally, like, could you imagine someone that would have the cash to do that? Yeah. I mean, it was me. (laughs) Like I wanted someone, I wanted access to someone all the time. Like I wanted to be able to send when I was having a moment or wanted reassurance or like you're on that shaky ground. Like I wanted someone to validate and be like, yes, this makes Mm -hmm. sense that this is hard. Let this is support in this moment of how we can kind of get you out of it. Like you say, spiral up. Like I wanted someone, I would have paid so much money to have someone, but there wasn't anyone. Right. That offered that kind of service. Yeah. So let's like, let's, I'm going to show you exactly like, this. is exact, So instead of how to not follow through, like how to not sell Voxer coaching, like, <laughs> um, okay. like imagine your cheapest clients. And, and a lot of you guys are doing this. You're always imagining people who don't want to pay you money. When I started looking for my coach, I intentionally looked for an expensive coach. Like that's what I did there. So there's people out there who are looking for a higher level version of what you do where they get high touch access, where they get more support, where they get, maybe you have a lot of experience, Ashton, because you used to be in diet culture. So you know what it's like to exit, you know what I mean? And you know what it's like to be brave and change your thinking, you know, anyway. So imagine okay. this client, um, imagine people who don't like, don't want coaching. Um, people who don't want Voxor. Yeah. Yeah. So then what is the opposite, right? You're imagining people who want something expensive, especially in this economy, you guys, like it is so important to be very intentional about speaking people who still want to spend money. I think if I saw it right, like, I think it was Gucci or, I can't remember. I'm just going to call it Gucci. I can't remember, but a luxury brand, their sales are up like 50% or something crazy. It's, it's not everyone that's that's struggling it's a certain group of people and so if you're smart if you're thinking thinking how can i help people who are making money still how can, how can i create offers for people who do want to spend because every economy doesn't matter if it's like um a recession there's certain groups of people who are still spending more money than usual and that's who we want to help and so you have to imagine people with money or who want to spend money that's just that's just part of the deal so Ashley, for you you're going to keep imagining people who have like, they're like, I'm not really affected by, I'm not really affected by the recession. Like I'm really struggling with my body and food and I would do anything to solve this problem. That's my problem. It's not the recession. And you're like, Hey, that's what I do. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, 
And then you're going to imagine people who want coaching. This is a huge one. If you're selling coaching, like, why would you imagine someone who's like, I don't believe in coaching? Why would you sell to that person? Why do coaching's do a scam. That? Coaching's not legit. You're like, but please buy it from me. They're like, no, you're like, you're a fake. Like you're not going to sell it to them. But we do this in our minds. We imagine the people who are like, you're a scam. You're fake. You're not legitimate. Oh, this hurts. It's so good. It's good. Okay. Like rips out all the, the weeds. Right. And then this yeah. is the next one specifically for Voxer because Voxer isn't for everyone. I will say like some of my clients like don't get a lot of out of Voxer because they like, they don't use it. <laughs> right. So when I sell Voxer, like I talk a lot, like if you like to think out loud, if you'd like to verbally process, if you like to check in and you're like one of those people, like I have a client who's like, I love like just leaving something for you. And I don't even care if you listen, like it helps me to verbally process. And she's like, I'm long-winded. I'm like, perfect. Voxer's for you. Right. Like you want someone who wants to talk through things and you could put that in your marketing. This isn't for someone who's like, you know, I don't really think out loud. I prefer like either group or I like to just read. You're like, yeah, Voxer's not for you. Like Voxer's for someone who's going to like verbally process their stuff and wants an in real life, in real time way to work through their stuff. And now we just basically created your messaging and marketing for your offer. I'm like writing furiously all this to you play. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Inverse thinking, right? <laughs> because our brains are so negative, typically, like we could come up with a ton of ways not to sell Boxer. I bet you could do this. Like you're like, oh yeah, like, I know for sure how not to sell or why someone wouldn't buy, right? That you could do a, a similar thing, like why someone wouldn't buy Boxer. Um, because then you, then accidentally we come up with all the reasons they would, right? They don't know what it is. They think they don't, they wouldn't use it. Um, they don't believe in it. Right. And so now, you know, you need to sell someone who believes in it, who uses it already. Right. Most of the clients that use Voxer, like they, for me, I can only speak from my experience, like use Voxer almost daily. That's how I am as a client. So it makes sense that I would create clients that also like Boxer because I like Boxer. Do you like Boxer as a client? Like, have you? Yeah. See, so it's like, you're a great match for it. You know how to get the most out of it. You could teach them how to use it, even if they've never used it before, but they're like, I'm long winded. I like, I need to think out loud. You're like, perfect. Put it in here. I might not get to it right away, but leave a, like a three to five minute message for me and I will get to it. And then like, I can hear your thoughts in real time. It's super valuable. Mm. love it thank you yes I'm so excited for you to use it all right anyone else want to do this anyone else feeling like something that they want to um do inverse thinking on it doesn't even necessarily have to be something specific it can be like I just feel stuck and we can kind of flush it out together and go ahead and just unmute yourself if you want to. I can come with, up with like random examples too. So it's totally fine. Okay, I want to, Amber. Okay, I like it. Let's do it. Okay, so you know that I'm trying to sell my brand or Instagram package. Yeah. And I've really been stuck in kind of what Ashton was talking about, like, oh, somebody that doesn't really want this or 
like doesn't really think that they need it and I'm really trying to think like okay how do I sell it to the person who does want it so I I guess like the inverse is what would I do if I didn't want to sell this let's just do who I think you this will be helpful okay who doesn't want brand your Instagram like who does not want this yeah someone who's not using Instagram to grow their business (laughs) right (laughs) doesn't want it to be pretty either yeah yeah like someone who doesn't care about how it looks um I'm gonna put the you can play with it but like someone who doesn't want to charge more right um like someone who doesn't want to pay for it Mm mm-hmm If you guys have thoughts, Rebecca, put it in the chat too. Um, Like when I think of this offer too, it's like, it's probably, they haven't like, because I'm, they haven't really thought about it, right? They haven't been thinking about their Instagram. Yeah. They're kind of just like worried about other stuff, maybe. Maybe they're like, I need to put my niche. Like, I'm not ready to brand my Instagram. I'm worried about miniature. Yeah, it's probably not for you. But right. The opposite, like the inverse of this would be like they've been looking at their Instagram in like maybe like subtle disgust or frustration for a while. And yes. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like help me make it. Yes. Like I can imagine the person who's like so bugged by their own Instagram like yeah. they just kind of, like they look at it and they're kind of like Bleh. yeah I did a program a while a long time ago I called it like spiritual boss mama or something like that and I use this word like secret anxiety because that's how I experience anxiety it's not like I'm mm-hmm. sitting there anxious my my anxiety like turns into like me clutching my teeth or like mm-hmm. working kind of obsessively like I, w- I wouldn't really tell anyone I'm feeling anxious Right. So mm-hmm. when I forward secret anxiety, I had so many people reach out like, that's me. Like I have secret anxiety. Right. And so mm-hmm. kind of like not push on their pain because I don't, I don't believe that, but like really to me, it's like coming from a place of compassion. Like you've been secretly resenting your Instagram. You secretly think it's not good or ugly. Mm-hmm. You secretly are mm-hmm. worried that people are judging it as like not professional or not legit. Like I'm here for you. I know mm-hmm. what you like, and that's exactly what I'm going to help you do so that you can feel proud. Because when you feel proud of something, you want to show up and use it. You want to use it to serve and create content and be there. Yes. And I think it's kind of like, like in my head, this person knows that Instagram is the way that they're going to like sign their next client or whatever, but they feel like they can't do that until they have it figured out. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like it's like the missing piece. Right. Um, and it's like, yeah, like, so I would say not using IG or like not primary source um, mm-hmm. because the opposite of that is like, I mean, from I'm sure a lot of people on this call, like most of my clients find me on Instagram. Yes. Especially our generation, like you hear someone, what do you, I, for me, when I hear someone's mm-hmm. name, or someone me, I go look at their Instagram and I binge their content yes. a little bit. So you're like, this is like a mini website. Like I would like, mm-hmm. don't see it. Don't see as useful like this is like your person who doesn't want it they're like nah but your ideal person's like um I use Instagram every day all my clients Mm -hmm. have come from Instagram 
and I secretly think it's like not great or ugly or not me. And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I help you make an Instagram that's you, that's beautiful, that you want to use, that use like will create your clients. Like you could make an, a pretty powerful promise too. I mean, I could easily see them 10 xing their investment with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is a really and I think- amazing in, um, ROI. Yes, the person who doesn't want it, kind of, this is kind of like doesn't care, but like they're maybe not embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. Like they're not worried about it. Um, like so many of my clients have said, like, my poor husband is sick of me asking him to look at my Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of it too. Like they are a little bit embarrassed of it, by it, feel anxious yes. about it. Um, I, I wrote this down so I don't forget, but the other idea I had, cause like I don't use ads, right? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not paying for ads. But I think that people, when they see, if they make their Instagram beautiful, like it works like an ad, right? It works mm-hmm. like an advertisement. And so if you're not using ads, like I think it would be amazing for you to spend some time and money on your Instagram because that's where people are going to come and look at you. Um, yes. Yeah. What Ashton said, the person you want has powerful things to say, but doesn't feel like their branding reflects the power behind their message. Yeah, that's really good. You want to show up and share your message without having to get stuck in overwhelm of what graphic do I choose today? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, that is so helpful. That's so good. good. Yeah. And so now it's like, I really like this way of thinking because it's like, look how many ideas you have for, for messaging now, instead of, mm-hmm. cause like, I feel like our brains are just more negative. You know what I mean? So it's like, we can mm-hmm. come up with a lot more negative. And then when we inverse it, now we have lots of things to talk about. Lots of. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like it kind of simplifies it too. Like, Oh yeah, I think so too. You know, these things that maybe I'd be like, well, obviously somebody that cares about their Instagram, but I'm like, no, that's actually a really important piece of it. Right. Right. Cause yeah, if someone doesn't care, you're like, yeah, this isn't really for you, you know? Yeah. Um, they're, so they're like, so they're using Instagram. Mm-hmm. They want it to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to maybe charge high ticket or cause like, I know that that's mm-hmm. a lot in your messaging to charge a lot. Yeah. Um, or maybe increase over time at least they yeah they they want <laughs> to invest they're like ready mm-hmm. you know they want to pay for it you don't even that might not be something that you say out loud but it's like the frame of mind the psychographic nature of this right. person they're like someone who invests um, yeah they have been thinking about about their instagram maybe it's like mm-hmm. ugly or um not them Mm-hmm. not useful not you know whatever and you can you know the words um and they they love instagram or they mm-hmm. use, wouldn't say that this is something because like i'm pretty open like i like instagram it's free marketing like i i'm very appreciative of it but some people say they don't love instagram but they use it every day <laughs> i'm yes. like you do love it you're there every day <laughs> yes um and maybe that they only or use organic organic marketing yes which is like, I think this is like a big for me because I feel like in some of my messaging, I've been trying to convince people to use Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, there these are, are the people that are already using it. Yes. 
and you could use case yes. studies of your clients that like I don't know mm-hmm. if you, like you could do like a screenshot of before and after and be like they were already using Instagram we made it more beautiful like you can see yes. you kind of optimize so they have like you know they have like a flow where when people find them they go to their link in the bio and the, you know what I mean like there's just things that they yes. do, um that are more appealing yes And whenever I do that, like whenever I show people, it's so obvious to them, like, oh, I would obviously hire somebody whose posts look like this as opposed to that. Right. Like it, that's always a light bulb moment for people. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I think you could even speak a lot to just like the, the mentality of that. Like if you love something, you spend more time with it. So if you've been struggling mm-hmm. to write content, maybe it's not the content, like what Ashton was saying, maybe it's just like, you don't know how to make it appear beautiful or, mm-hmm. or profound with a visual element you know yeah which is why I hired Rebecca <laughs> um because like there's there's there can be a mismatch so I think that that's powerful mm-hmm. yes okay anything else about that no I was taking a picture of this <laughs> yeah do it <laughs> okay Anyone else want to come on and do some inverse thinking? Doesn't matter what you're stuck with. I think this is helpful. And if we're kind of, I want to say burned out, but if we've completed this part, we can just move on to like, ask me anything um, or hot seats. Because I want it to be resourceful for you guys. Anyone else? I saw um, another person, one of my favorite business people, his name's Alex Hermosi. He has a book called $100 million Offers. I highly recommend that you um, read it. Anyway, he was doing this exercise for like how to stay poor. And it was like really powerful for me because I couldn't necessarily come up with a huge list of how to be wealthy. But when you use inverse thinking, it just creates an abundance of different thoughts and solutions. And so um, I highly recommend if if you're feeling stuck or like you feel like you don't have ideas or creative solutions anymore, like if you ever feel like that, to me, this was super helpful because my brain's always really good at coming up with why people wouldn't buy <laughs> or like why people don't want what I have. And then I can turn that into like my solutions to use. Um, so it was a helpful tool for me. I hope you guys found it helpful as well. So now I am just going to open it up to like, um, ask me anything. Cause I think one of the things that might be helpful to know, or just to like have available is like, I can, I don't think business coaching is all like just pure mindset. So if you want help like strategizing, or if you're like, I don't know what platform to use, or like, what are your thoughts about this? Like, I want to make that available right now for you guys. Um, because this is like a rare opportunity where I don't have anything like totally scheduled. So bring it. What's going on? What do you guys want to work through? And just remember too, if you're like me, like I often kind of dig myself into a hole where I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to take up time. I'm, my problem might not be relevant to everyone else. I promise like that, that's not true. Most people actually get a lot out of hearing someone be coached because it's neutral, right? We can, we hear someone be coached or work through a solution. Like 
your brain doesn't have all the mind drama about the business. You're just like, oh, like that's a good idea. Oh, like that's interesting. And, but when it's us, we have so much self-judgment usually. And so just remember if you're the one being coached, like it is helpful and beneficial for everyone on the call, including people who watch the replay. So, um, I just want to put that out there because I think it, it can be helpful. And if there's no one that wants a hot seat, that's okay. Like you guys, I can come up with stuff out of nowhere to talk about, but I think it's more beneficial if we work through in real time with someone. So that being said, does anyone want to, to come on? Okay. I have something. Yes. I remember. <laughs> I mean, I have like 600 things, but I love um, it. Let's do all of them right now. <laughs> Everyone will drop and be like, Oh my gosh. This is the worst. Um, so I have, I'm running a company that has a good size Instagram following. It's like 44,000. And we cannot get people to like buy things or, you know, like it, they're, they're there, but they're not engaged. They're not doing anything. I feel like you see some people on Instagram that it's like, buy this pen. It's awesome. And everybody buys it. Right. And, and I feel like, um, even the things that we're, we're trying to sell are not like super expensive. I mean, these are not a hundred million dollar offers. Yeah. These are <laughs> an expensive thing. So, uh-huh. um, the business has pivoted and evolved many times over like say seven years. And so part of me is like, well, maybe people are just confused. Like they don't totally know what we're doing, but I do get stuck there. Like we've got all these people and they're not doing anything. Like, is there something wrong with what we're offering or like, how do we, anyway, does that make sense? Yes. Um, pivoting is real. Okay. And I've seen this in my own business. Like the more you pivot, the less your audience trusts you over time. Yeah. And that's just something that it's like, it's already in the past. So it's not something we change. It's just something to remember. Maybe it gives you some compassion. Um, same thing for selling. Every time we sell, like the audience is kind of like puts up their guard a little bit. And so that's why we kind of go through seasons of selling and seasons of giving. (laughs) Right. So you can build the report. Um, and I think for you, is it meditation? Is that what you sell? Um, yeah. And there's, there's other products that we would like to roll out, but it's yeah. hard to feel like that's a financial, that makes financial sense. If nobody will even subscribe to an app, that's like nine ninety nine a month, you know? Yeah. So one of the things also that you're up against, what, what do you like in your, um, opinion, I guess. Why would someone meditate? Like, well, what, I think everyone should meditate. <laughs> right, right. You're a believer, right? We're yeah, trying yeah. to like, are you selling to people who are already meditating or are you selling to people who don't, don't meditate? I would say for the most part, it's probably people who don't meditate. Um, and so a lot of it is around like finding peace and direction and purpose in your life, connection to God, um, things like that. I'm going to show you something really powerful and it's a little cynical, but I think it'll help you see what you're up against (laughs) because, um, you know, Megan, Megan, meditation. And this is something that like, I was kind of talking to her about it. I was like, it's hard to sell meditation. You know why, you know what you're up against? Xanax. You're like up against a drug. No, I'm dead. I am dead serious. Like you are up against a drug that can solve people's anxiety immediately. 
versus meditation where you have to practice and it takes time and you have to carve out time. Like, this is the same thing. Like what, when people sell, like come to CrossFit or get liposuction, like there's a reason they can charge high tickets because it's almost instant. It's less painful, like as far as like effort and sacrifice. And so you have to be very clear, like this is for people who want to meditate and that's why they want to come. And so you're marketing, like, um, it's like, it's not like find peace. It's like, we make meditation easy for you. It's just, it's, you get a new one every day that pops up or you know what I mean? Like, it's just a different, a little bit different messaging. It's someone who's already choosing meditation. You're not convincing people. The next thing that I'm going to offer you is, um, urgency and scarcity, ethical urgency and scarcity, because this is what I found. If you don't give people a reason to make a decision to join or to buy, they will just postpone it indefinitely. Um, and so maybe you have a drop where it's like, um, you know, do you sell meditations individually or are you trying to sell the app? It's the app. Yeah. So maybe you have like a bonus. So like, if you join the app this week, we're going to send, you know, we're going to gift you this secret meditation that isn't usually available <laughs> or like a t-shirt, like something, maybe something physical. We're going to send you this pen. <laughs> um, <laughs> really great. <laughs> really great pen. Um, something interesting because if it's like, think about even you as a consumer, I think one of the reasons that I can sell stuff is because I'm super cynical. I'm like, is it really going to do that? Is it really going to work? Are you really who you say you are? Um, I kind of have my doubts, you know, I, I think through things. And so you, we have to think about the most cynical version of your client who still loves meditation and still wants the app, but they're kind of like, what makes you different? And I feel like you are different because it's Christian meditation. It is unique. Yeah. Yeah. I think the ethical selling my marketing brain has a really hard time with it because when I see people like, oh, you need to do this by today. I'm like, they do not need anyone to do it by today, except they're just trying to like put this scarcity out there, which like part of me really bristles at that. Cause I'm trying to believe in more abundance. And so yeah. blah, blah, blah. But so you have to give yourself a reason why. So I was the okay. same way. I'm like, if I close the doors, because I know that gets people to buy, that doesn't necessarily feel good. Yeah. And, but what I realized is like, when I do close doors, I can really focus on the people who join from, from my group, right. I can get to know them. I can ask them to come on I can reach out to them and see how they're doing. And so there is a reason for me to close doors. And you're actually going to see, um, when I launch the matrix again, like I'm limiting how many people can join at a time so that I can actually do that. And I think thinking through that for you, it'd be like, why would you close? Why would you close the doors or not make it available? Um, for you ethically? Like, why would that actually benefit you and make you provide a bit like a higher level of service or whatever? The idea that came to me, and I don't know if you have an idea, but was like, yeah. you don't have to sell all the time. If you have periods where it's open versus when it's yeah. closed, you're not selling all the time and you can provide more value. And it's not annoying to the people who are just following you on social media, but not pur purchasing yet. Well, and the other, the other, yeah, the other thought I have is there is value in helping people make a choice, right. And to, right. to do something. And so it doesn't have to be unethical to be like, I know how your brain is working and you're thinking, oh yeah, I'll do that. Like after the kids go back to school or in October, because, but helping people like take action, I think 
especially with this it is is ethical yeah so yeah. and now but you're also with the messages that we talked about right you're talking to people who already want meditation it's yeah. like why would because like this is what you're up against Brooke I could go to YouTube I know so why would I join your app yeah what else is in there Like what else do you have in there when people log in and stuff? Yeah. So we have some courses, um, we'll be adding to that, um, and some other content that we're developing, but I think that is true. Like I can go to the calm app and get some meditations for free or, you know, whatever I don't, or, you know, there are some that, that are free. So maybe we're not convincing people to try meditation. Maybe we're going to the people who are meditating and saying, do you want Christian? Because there isn't a lot of Christian meditation. I know. But he's a chiff. It's not like you really need to meditate. It's like, Hey, do you meditate? And you're Christian? Like, what if you could have more of like a devotional and meditation at the same time? Yeah. That's what we do. It's a totally different message, but I feel like it's speaking to the people who are actually going to pay for it instead of, cause like convincing never, never, one, it doesn't feel good to convince people, but it also doesn't get people to buy. Cause they're just like, like, where you push, the more that they are like, well, like, you know, stay away. Right. (laughs) And there's a lot of ways, and someone who doesn't meditate may not see the value of a recurring thing, right? They'd be like, I'll just find a YouTube video that'll show me how to meditate. And that's fine. So, um, I like that shift a lot. Yeah. And I think too, you know, it doesn't mean you stop educating people on why meditation is helpful, but I know for people, um, like your ideal client, like even if they're not a meditator yet, you can use your content as a way to educate and create demand for what you do, which is like benefits of meditation. Some people like, I know this is kind of like from the stone age, but some people like meditation's weird, right? Like (laughs) they're like, that's too woo for me. And you're like, no, like it's actually like a great place to reset and rest. And now we're all, you're because you're targeting Christian people. It's like an also a way to connect to God. And um, I think that can be helpful as an educational point. Rebecca said, I have bought apps because there are specific features that expire. Yes. Urgency and scarcity ethically. Yeah. I'm motivated to purchase at the beginning of the month so I can a- have access for the longest amount of time. I love meditation, but sometimes I'm afraid of YouTube meditations because I'm worried that they're too witchy instead of Christian. <laughs> yeah. I want meditations I can trust and align with my Christian beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah, I like that. Okay. That's good. And see, it's interesting too, because like, um, like just the type of person maybe Rebecca is your type of person you know uh like she wants like safe I'm not I don't I don't actually believe like there's like I, don't, I mean I'm sure there's things that can hurt you on the on YouTube but like you know what I mean like they want like I don't want um out of my like I don't want meditations that are gonna make me believe anything different like I don't I don't know if that's what I would put in in my marketing necessarily but that's who you're thinking through people who are looking for a Christian foundation I just want like an easy place to go yes. and find stuff that's yeah. that's in line with my beliefs and that will inspire me yes and then you have Brooke Snow and does is Brooke Snow in your has she ever advertised or been an affiliate or anything like that for you? She is. And she does on her podcast. She talks about it. 
Cool. But I just feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just not you, moving anywhere. Do you have any marketing for like a free trial? No. And I like, I am thinking about that. We have like, I have a discount code I could give people for a week or a month free. And yeah. so, cause I'm going to tell you right now, the only types of apps that I've ever joined like this, and I can think of a few, there was, I, ha- I have the chopper app, which is meditation. And I have like, um, it's called growth day. It's not a meditation app, but I've joined both of them on a free trial uh-huh. and if you'll use it. Using it, it, then there's a pain of disconnect, right? Like I don't want this to go away. Yeah. So I, I think that that would be a, like, try it for, try it seven days. Absolutely free. Yeah. And then if we have the right email sequence where we're helping people kind of use it, to use it. Mm-hmm. My, my fear is right. Like everybody's done a seven day trial where you're like, I'm totally going to do this. And then you don't do it at all. <laughs> and so like do something to, to support them through that seven days so that yeah. it does. Do you run ads? No. Okay. Cause the other idea I had was like a specific meditation that, um, you know, cause one of the things that I learned from a guy named James Wedmore is basically that no one wants a membership, right? Like no one wants the recurring revenue, but they will buy something. And he shares this idea from, um, sports illustrated where they sold the football phone. If you remember, I mean, it's like old, but like, I am old enough to know like, that. Yes. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like, so it's a powerful, so people would get the football phone if they joined the subscription, right? You could have that, like, this is our most powerful creation meditation to help you ease anxiety and actually like create the life you want connected in an alignment with your relationship with God. You can only get it if inside the app. Yeah. These are lots of different ways. I would try all of them and see. what. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the other idea is like creating that, like, um, appeal that sexy intrigue type, like maybe it's a new I mean Christian meditation not that sexy I'm just kidding (laughs) but your job as a marketer is to make it very sexy (laughs) like why would people like um be interested to like see what's coming you know and so like the big reveal were you here for make it rain Brooke when I didn't know okay so in make it rain I talked about like the most important part of your launch is before you ever launch it's like the curiosity the interest getting people to be like what's coming you could do that in a shorter amount of, of time. Maybe it's like, we have something coming for you and don't say what it is. Like, we can't wait to release it and you're just building it up. And it could just be a new new meditation on the app. That's yeah. fine. But it's the curiosity. Like if people aren't curious about what you do, they're never going to buy from you. They have to be kind of curious. Okay. This is a lot of like word on How are you feeling? <laughs> no, it's a lot of good stuff. I need to... I need to, I took my notes and I need to like process it and right. put it together a plan. Cause yeah. my, my tendency is to be like, oh, there's so many things you could do. It's so overwhelming. And then, um, kind of like Ashton, like, ah, oh, there's so many ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm just going to sit here and be like, there's yeah. so many ideas. <laughs> yeah. So. How to not sell your app. Just think about ideas. <laughs> Always think here. about ideas and don't execute on any of them. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I would just pick one. Okay. And then you have an arsenal of things to try now, but yeah. pick one that's the easiest to implement. 
do so like for me the easiest to implement is build curiosity on social media like we have something coming dot 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 we can't wait to share dot 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 (laughs) and then say nothing and then again we can't wait to share we have five days left until our big big announcement and then you're building it up okay i think that's the easiest to implement is that curiosity oh i like also like the idea of like having periods where it's open and then and then closing it too right so jody moore does this she closes her membership every month and she opens it again every month i'm pretty sure and it's just that like you need to make a decision because this this isn't going to be around it'll be around again in three weeks but that's not the point it's like you know it's you can't join tomorrow if you don't join today and um, yeah. Ash is being super specific in marketing too for the app. Instead of it will bring you peace, what will it bring you peace about? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Taking a picture of all these good thoughts. Thank yeah, you. Do it. Because <laughs> it. it's funny because on this call, like sometimes we're we're all our ideal clients, right? Like in different aspects. And so it can be helpful to think as a consumer sometimes mm-hmm. instead of just as the producer, as the coach or the creator. So how long does Jody's membership cart stay open? Does anyone know? I don't know. Um, I'm. I think it's like five days or something. One week. Okay, there you go. I, I think it's like the open at the end of the month for the next month, if I remember right. I'm pretty sure. Um, but like that's like that ur- urgency and scarcity idea. It's like if you want to, and she creates, and she does, she does this in a lot of different ways. Um, she creates a new. I'm not in it. So this is just for me observing. <laughs> she creates like a new topic, right? And then it's like, so we have a new topic and you can only join this week. So if you don't join this week, one, you won't get the membership and you won't get this new class that I'm teaching. So you have to join now. And that double makes a really powerful motivator for people to join, which is good for all of you guys. I, um, I love the idea of keeping things open my heart does. I will say my business bank account does not like things to stay open. <laughs> I want to be available for everyone. I want to be like, when you're ready, I'm ready for you. But most like just statistically, I was just looking at this um, the other day. Most people buy on my last day of cart enrollment and most people wait to the last minute to book a call with me. And that's just how it is because they need, they need that deadline to make a decision. And so I like, my heart doesn't like it because I don't love the closing the cart, but it's just a powerful tool to help people make a decision. And we look at it that way, it can feel good too, right? You're helping people make a decision. When they join your app, Brooke, it's not like you're hurting them. You're not like it's 10 bucks a month. Like it's really right. right. No, I know. I know. Life better. <laughs> and you're just helping them make a decision to make the Let's do it. Yeah. And this is something that I learned too. Like, this is like a liner that like put this somewhere in your house, right? People don't need more information to make a decision. Usually they have all the information. They need a reason to make a decision. And sometimes that means this is going away or they need a timeline or like there's limited spots. If that's true, um, this is going to disappear. Right. Um, Because I think some people are like, well, their results are the reason And I think that that can be true, but I think for the most part, people like when it's disappearing, when there's limited spots, like they just need a reason to say yes. And sometimes it's like the the doors are closing and that's your reason. And I think that that's helpful to think through if you have like a soft spot for people like me, I'm like, I don't want to like fake it. I don't want to like false advertise. I don't want to like pressure people. 
Um, but I think it's helpful. And you can do this if you guys are doing one-on-one coaching too. Um, I think that that was, I never really did this in my own business, but I think if you're having like a one-on-one offer, you can make limited spots or you can be like this offer. I'm not going to sell this specific offer. I'll have other one-on-one offers again in the future, but this specific one on offer is going away this Friday, for example. So just some ideas to think through. Okay. Anyone else want to jump on and ask a question or get support? or get clarification on all the stuff that we just talked about for their own business. Mine's something different. Is that right. new? Yes, to- we can totally shift gears. <laughs> it was good though. I liked yeah. it. Cool. It was good. Um, I've talked to you about this before a long time ago, but I've been really narrowing in on my niche for me i know niche is marketing but my marketing hasn't been as good as i know it could be because i don't have it very clear in my mind Mm -hmm. so i came to this spot it was really funny on i think it was friday and i was like i'm just gonna be a relationship coach and i'm a relationship coach for mompreneurs and then i went to lunch which was kind of a consult call and i told her that and she's like great but i need help with my business and i'm gonna hire you and i was like okay so it kind of made my mind go all over the place again and where i am right now is that i want to be a business and relationship coach but so then i came to that conclusion on saturday and then I was looking at some other podcasts because I'm working on building my podcast. And then all these mompreneur podcasts were like, I make a million dollars. I make a hundred K. I make seven, 10 figures. I'm like, well, I'm not there. So no one's going to want me. So I've we're trying to self-coach a lot on this just to yeah. feel solid in my niche even though i don't qualify as a business expert i want to be a business mindset which i've coached a ton on i feel like i have a lot on business mindset but i'm not going to give you this formula to go make a million dollars tomorrow but i have no, i really- won't either and you hired me i'm not a millionaire i don't i can't teach you how to make a million dollars but I haven't made as much money as you. I just keep comparing. But there's people who've made zero. Okay. This is something okay. that I think the coaching industry is unique. You have to be as honest and as in integrity as possible about what results you want. In fact, I was coaching someone a while ago that was like, but I can only help make like make people make a thousand dollars. And I was like, there's someone that, that would change their life if they could make a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So I think, and this is something good to think through. I wouldn't necessarily, like I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm going to join a mastermind that she makes a million dollars, but I wasn't there when I was first starting. I, that felt way too out of reach. And so ideal mm-hmm. clients don't need you to teach them how to make a million dollars, but I'm going to ask you to ask, answer this question. What do they want from you? Like, what does she want your help? with? Yeah. So what I've come to is finding, feeling unstuck in your business to help your whole life and show up how you're wanting in your life through your business and your relationships. I I know like most people say pick one thing, but I'm like, but as a mompreneur, it has both in the title. Like I do relationships and business and I want to help with both. And I have clients that I help both, but for some reason in my head, it's still confusing. Mm -hmm. What's the most easy thing for you to talk about? Oh, relationships. That's why I came to that conclusion on Friday. 
Mm -hmm. And then she wants to hire you for business. Yeah. Even after I told her, I'm like, yeah, I do relationships for, and, and I help people with business mindset. That's not that I can't do that, but I just want to feel more clear in my messaging and niche so that I know what I promise and talk about and Mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. I think that your ideal client is like a mom running a business. Yeah. What does she want? She wants, she wants a business that works, but she wants to, but she still wants to show up as a mom. Like she's wanting both. And that's the thing I But what does running a business mean to her? Like, what does she want in her business? She wants money. She wants it to work. I would not, for me, I'm a mom. Yeah, for sure. But like when I hire coaches, it's because I want to grow my business revenue. I want to either work less and still make the same, or I want to make more and help more people. Mm When you're talking to entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. there's basically like three things they want. They want to make more money. They want to get more leads or they want to serve their clients better. That's pretty much all they want, right? What or, was the second one? You- uh, make more money, get more leads, like, more lead. make, like you know, a, grow their following or whatever, um, or they want to have better skill sets, right? This is like me with my fertility coaching. Like, yeah, actually that's like, it's good. I was just thinking about our conversation. And um, like, <clears throat> it's what do they want, right? Because like, for example, I'm pretty hardcore business coach, but like my, I do a lot of like relationship, spirituality, mindset, real, like yeah. parenting, coaching behind the scenes because your life affects your business. Right. When you, when you coach entrepreneurs, like they might come to you for business and you're still going to be able to do the relationship coaching. You're still going to be able to do parenting and time management and things like that. Mm-hmm. But why okay. would they come to you is what I think they answer powerfully. Yeah. And, and I, I've done the circles with this mm-hmm. and I've said, but I keep like feeling underqualified in the money business realm. You don't have to say, I'm going to help you make more money. It can be, okay. you're going to grow your business and still have relationships with your kids. But the, the thing that they're coming to is like, I still want to grow. I still want to have a business, but yeah. like, I don't know how to do that. While and I felt that I'm like, what, what do people, what do entrepreneurs want? They think the problem is that their business isn't growing, that they're not making enough money. Yeah. So and that, or they want to make more. Yeah. This lady that you went to lunch with, what is her business doing? Do you know like how much money she's making? She was making zero and then she right. started to get clients. <laughs> started to get clients so she's wanting help to like figure out how to make her business work because clients are coming to her and she's figuring out people are talking she's getting leads and she's like i i don't have any email i don't have a website i don't know what to do i'm overwhelmed and i was like Mm -hmm. we're good i can help you figure out how to make all this work let's slow down it's all in your mindset and i can show you how to do this stuff there's a really good book called million dollar messenger by brennan burchard and Mm -hmm. that book helped me a ton because basically what he walked through for me was like this, I read that book when people, when I was life coaching, but my life, like my clients shifted into like life coaches coming to me to help them with their business. Kind of similar mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. So I was like, like, can you help me? And I was like, well, I've only made like 20K, 30K. Like, I don't know. And like, oh, that's okay. Like, I just need, like, how did you like have a console? Like, what did you say on the console? Yeah. What, yeah. how often do you, like, how long are your consults? When, when did, like, when, in the DMs, like, when do you offer a call? Like, things like that started coming up. And so um, it was kind of like a natural progression for me 
I don't think everyone wants to coach entrepreneurs and I don't think you have to, but I think that paying attention to what's working and why people are coming to you will help your business. And that book, Million Dollar Messenger, like he talks about this idea of like, you don't have to be the million, like she might not even want the million dollar coach. Like she wants someone just to get her from point A to point B. And you're like, I've done point A to point B like a hundred times. I can help you like sign your first five clients. I've done that times, you know, 10 or whatever. Um, But I think that it's interesting, like your mindset, it's like, there's this like, but I'm not qualified. But what are you qualified for? I feel very qualified for mindset. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I'm not going to tell you like how to become a millionaire because I don't know. Yeah. So can I just be really honest with you? I think this might help you. On my consults, I'm just like, I have no idea how much money you can make with working with me. I don't know. I have clients that make a lot of money and I have clients that make a little bit of money, but they like transform their life and their marriage. I don't know what we're going to create together. This is what I do. This is what I can say about our work together. I think Mm -hmm. if you can say that from a place of like really strong feelings of like, I can help you, but like, I don't know what we're going to do together. I, to me, it helps me stay in integrity, but also like it gives this client some, like a sense of like, okay, like they're not promising the moon. They're not promising a million dollars, but like this feels real, you know? And I, I think sharing examples and, and testimonials can be helpful too. Cause you've helped people with their businesses before, even if it's just mindset. So you've art, you could share an example of someone that you've helped. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't, so like this was happening is I just like spiral and I'm like, why do I even want to help mompreneurs? I should just like run away and help someone else. And then it's just like, why do I, I feel like I'm making it harder than it needs to be. What are you afraid of happening by helping mompreneurs? I am very afraid. It's like imposter syndrome of saying I can, that I know what I'm talking about when I don't. And so I'm like, well, I've earned this much and I've helped this many people and I have this much in a business. So I could only help people that are behind me and I can't say that I'm a millionaire and I can't. So it's just making it all technical in my head. And then I just want to give up on that. Yeah. So I think that this might be, this might be helpful for everyone on the call too. I think there's a difference between mentorship and coaching. I coach people, I've coached and coached people who are ahead of me because coaching doesn't require me to make, help them make decisions that like I've walked through. I see like this group as more of like a mentorship where sometimes I'm teaching, sometimes I'm coaching, sometimes I'm like literally like sharing a framework or whatever. Yeah. I think for me, I like the combination of coaching and mentorship, but like you could coach a millionaire on their mindset. Yeah. I have a consult call on Friday with this like big life coach and I was on her podcast. She had me coach her on the podcast. And then I was like, you need more coaching. Can I coach you some more? And she's like, yes, please. Yes. And I'm so little bit in shock that that happened, but it was yeah. just coaching. And so it worked. It, yes. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like the first time this happened to me, she was like on her way to seven figures and she's like, I need some money mindset coaching. So I didn't tell her what to do. I'm not, I've never made a million dollars. I've never, you know what I mean? But I could coach her brain, right? I could show right. her mind. I could ask her powerful questions. I could dig yeah. deeper. I could ask her things that no one in her life is asking, which is like the prosperous coach, right? That's a different 
Like, I feel like online, you have to be careful when you're watching people because sometimes it's mentorship where it's like, this is what I did and I'm going to teach you how I did it versus like yeah. coaching, which is like, I don't know what you're doing, but I can see your thoughts. I can see how it's creating your results. I can see where you're limiting yourself. And it doesn't mean yeah. I have to be as successful as you. It's just my skill set is coaching. Yes. I like that. Like, so a business mindset coach or an entrepreneur mindset coach, a mom mindset coach, right? Like it's different than mentorship where it's like, I'm going to teach you how to make a million dollars. I'm going to teach you how to make a hundred K. Like, I think that that's more of like a mentorship model, even if they call it coaching, I would make it. They do. I feel like they do a lot, but yeah. Kind of but think them. about it. Cause like, I don't just hardcore coach in here. Sometimes I teach, sometimes I walk through frameworks yeah. or whatever. Um, or I teach you skills, like that's different than just coaching. Yeah. And especially if you're doing a lot of one-on-one work, like you can coach anyone, like if you can really see when you have the skill set to coach anyone, it doesn't matter how, how um, much money they're making. Yeah. Because this is the other thing that I, I really believe. People who get coaching just tend to make more money because they challenge their thinking right? They don't just accept what is, they see possibility and they start seeing themselves as the person who can create that possibility. They're going to make more money. So it's not that you have to like promise, like you're going to make a hundred K if you work with me, like, but they're going to expand and grow in all areas when they get coaching with you as a mom, as a business owner, as a wife, like you can make that promise. I and I love that you tap that coaching is not mentorship because I'm a confident coach, but I've been like unconfident in that I'm, I've experienced everything everyone has. And so that I have to be a, not above them, but just know it and have it. And that, but if I just think of it as coaching, I'm like, oh, then I'm fine. That, that totally works. Yeah. I think the difference between coaching is mentorship is like coaching, ask powerful questions, see where their thinking is creating. Yes. A- Versus mentorship is like, here's how I did it. You want to know how I did it? And I think the problem is that a lot of people use the mentorship kind of thing in their marketing. So I've seen that a lot and I've felt like, oh, I don't have that to put into my marketing. So that's why I can't do it. Yeah. But I don't have to put that into my marketing. Yeah. So especially one-on-one, some of the stuff that I think through is like, I'm a thought partner so they can like work through things with me. Um, I challenge their thinking. I'm a trusted advisor. So like when they have life stuff happen, I'm their safe place to come. But like mentorship feels different where it's like, hey, how did you do blank? Can you tell me how you started a group program or can you tell me how you raised your prices? Like to me, that feels more like mentorship and both are awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's morally like one is better than the other. It's just knowing like what you want to bring, you know? Yeah. I feel like people kind of inadvertently trust mentors because they've already achieved it. So they think, oh, if you've done it, you know what to tell me. But I know some stuff and what I know with coaching is enough. Yeah. See, yeah. I... Even mentorship, it's philosophical, right? Because I'm like, my way might not be your way. And I want to do your way. That's co- That's more coaching, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is powerful because then you can coach any type of mompreneur who has a business because they don't have to be a coach. Right. Like, 
but you have to be honest, right? This is this is where my like little integrity spiel. Like you can't be on a console and be like, yeah, I can definitely help you make a hundred k. Right. No. You know, you want to be in integrity. So it's like, this is what I can promise. I will challenge your thinking. You will think differently about yourself and what's possible. Like I've said these things on consults. Um, I have no idea how much money you're going to be or what your life will be like. But I promise if you commit to the process, like you will not be the same person that started Mm -hmm. because of how I show up. And then that promise feels really clean to me. Because I'm not like, I guarantee you will make $150,000 in the next six months. You know, like, it doesn't feel good. No. And when people make those kind of promises, you're like, really? Can you really promise that? Right. And I also think it gives way to that that intangible nature of coaching. Like, just having someone in your corner. Like, one of the things that I know is valuable is, like, I'm on the other side of your boxer waiting to hear how your lunch went. I'm on the other side wondering like, how did the consult go? Like I care with you and not everyone can actually, doesn't actually have that in their life. You know, even your husband or best friend doesn't quite get it the same way that a coach would. Right. right. And that, that's kind of more the mentorship because I'm an entrepreneur too, or is that on the coaching side? I think it's co- still coaching. Cause like you would, you'd still want it. Like you care. It's not like, I'm a hardcore robot coach. I don't really care. You're like, I'm going to coach you, but I do care. I want to hear how things are going. You know, do you have, you have Voxer with your coaching? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love that. Part. I, I tell my people, like, if you want the real results, use the Voxer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with this kind of a, another thing that stopped me from just owning to be a business mindset coach is I don't want to copy people. I have this like fear of copying you or copying Brooklyn Jolly or copying Jody Moore, who's doing all this mompreneur stuff more. And so like for a while I was doing mom boss and then I got this feedback like that's weird and that doesn't work. And so now I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing mompreneur and I'm just like, I have this just fear of saying it the same way you do or how Jody did it. And it's like, so then I was like, I'll be the relationship coach, but then it's just not what people so, want. So. I have bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Part of mastery is mimicking. That's that's Part of the path, right? You have to go through a phase where you sound like your mentors. Okay. okay. I if you listen to my old content, sometimes I'm like, I sound like freaking Tony Robbins. Like I'm like just regurgitating his stuff. Um, Bonnie, I copy every time. <laughs> um trying to avoid it will just keep you stuck. Sometimes it's just like, you have to, like one time my coach is like, you said like the same thing as me in your Instagram stories. Like I did, I didn't even know it, okay? That's because what's happening is you're getting a lot of input and your brain is making sense of it and that's okay, right? Yeah. I think trying to like, I don't wanna be a mompreneur coach because I might sound like Brooklyn Jolly or like Amber Smith, like that's not a helpful thought for you. I think if you decide like, cause the reason that I coach entrepreneurs is I love entrepreneurs. I love it. This is what yeah. I live and breathe. I read business yeah. for fun. It makes sense. Right. And right? when I like ask my, when I've said like, why am I not just coaching moms on relationships? Why am I making it complicated? Love business. I love business and I yeah. love entrepreneurs and I love women that are trying to like step out there. Yes. They want to be a mom, but they want right. to have a business. So like this I is, feel that. I'm going to speak some fire right now. Please, please do. I'm ready. The ROI of of speaking to their entrepreneur identity is higher than their ROI of speaking to their mom identity. I don't hire coaches speaking to my mom identity. I don't. I hire coaches speaking to my entrepreneur yes. identity. 
Yes. And so it's going to be really powerful for you to make that shift. And I think more lucrative in the long run. Yes. But part of what I'm also wanting to do is to talk about the mom part because I feel I like about I mom stuff every day. Do both. Yeah. But I talk about mom stuff every day because guess who hires me? Like, mom. 90% of my clients moms, but yeah. do I ever say that I did spiritual boss mama was like the one thing that I did for moms. Yeah. And I don't because I realized what I'm doing is speaking to people's highest identity that they are aspiring, right? Like this is what drives them. this is what they want, right? Like they want to be moms, but they really want to learn how to be an entrepreneur. And I work with non-mom clients. I have lots of, like, not lots. I'd say about 10 to 20% of my clients are not moms because I'm not speaking to moms. Mm -hmm. Like, here you are, Robin. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that might be a powerful shift is like, what if you're not a mompreneur coach? What if you're a business mindset coach that mostly works with moms, but you don't see Wow. <laughs> Something to play with. Yeah. Because I'm just going to be really honest. I don't hire people who are like, I help mompreneurs grow their business. I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. Yes, I'm a mom, but I want you to treat me like a business owner. Mm. Something to play with. Speak to their highest identity. I think that'll be helpful for you. Okay. I'm having like drama there because I'm like, well, my highest identity is a mom, but I want to be a, like. But do you, how much do you invest money into being a mom? To being a better mom. Mm -hmm. How much money do I invest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything I've invested has been in my business. Oh, like weird. <laughs> Me too. Right? But I hired you because you're a mom, like you said. Right, but it's it's not because it was like in my copy and I wasn't like targeting your identity as a mother. I'm living and breathing being a mom, right? That's why a lot of times our, our niche ends up looking like us because people identify themselves, which is fine, but it doesn't have to be so conscious like in your marketing and messaging. Man, I'm a very literal person, so this is like, like I'm like, if I coach mom, if I... Mm -hmm. I did a program, I don't know if you're following me, but I, I called it the Coach Evolves. And I was basically walking through coaches who want to switch to coaching entrepreneurs because most entrepreneurs invest in themselves. It's like a level 10 opportunity if you want to think about it that way. And tying things like biohacking. Why do entrepreneurs invest in hormones, biohacking, um, daily routines, workouts? Because they want to optimize themselves, right? They're a really hot market because they, if they optimize themselves, their ability to earn more goes up. So mm -hmm. like one of the things that I think for all the time is like, if I can help my clients achieve an ROI, I can charge more, right? If I charge 10,000, but I help them make 100,000, that's an easy investment for them. But I'm not going to spend $10,000. Wow. I'm not. No. I'm, I just won't. I also won't spend $10,000 to help my marriage. It's already pretty good. I'm not. Yeah. Now, I feel like I was trying to be like a legacy family. Maybe at some point I'd be like, okay, how do we like, you know, how are we in public? I'm trying to, I don't even know. Like I'm trying to think of when I would even do that, but it wouldn't be now. And so if you can, especially if you're working with entrepreneurs, tie it to them, make you more money, even if you're not like mentoring them, like when you have your mind managed, when you feel good about your relationships with, with, in your life, 
kids or husband or partner or whatever. Um, but your messaging is like, it helps support your business. It helps you make a bigger impact. Like that's, that's what entrepreneurs are looking for. Because it's funny that you're saying this because we're say I, I'm thinking the exact same thing and then saying that in the A and B totally different, but all the stuff I'm doing in the middle is exactly the same. Yeah, I got stuck here. I'm gonna be really honest. I went through a period where I was like, I don't know why. What am I doing? What am I doing coaching business? Because most of what I do privately is life coaching, because that's actually the stuff that gets in the way of growing their business, right? Their mindset, yeah. their relationships, not always. But like when I started doing data, data is really powerful. I made a list of all my clients and I look, and I kind of like took consult notes of why did they hire me? It was always fitness. Even if I did relationship coaching behind the scenes, Robin, I know that you want to too. That's beautiful because you'll get to. Um, yeah. Why do people come for you? You just got this evidence yesterday, right? For Friday. Boom. Friday, yeah. That's great that you're doing that relationship thing. But like, can you help me with my business? the job thinking that but this is what you're supposed to do right and that like and you don't have to feel guilty about that it's just like your progression right the other thing that i always pay attention to is like what do i read for fun because my clients don't necessarily want to like read all the books for fun you know what i mean or maybe they do but they want my insight um because if you love business and entrepreneurship, even there's the mindset of an entrepreneur, that's what I'm fascinated with. Like someone who like decides to go out on their own, to try things, to solve other people's problems, to make a lot of money, to think differently than other people. Like I love that and yeah. I give my life to it. So anyway, lots of food for thought for you. Thank you. This is good. Yeah. I think that you're, my life. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go home and be like, oh, all right, I guess you're home. But like, <laughs> no, yeah. Like, Holy crap. Like, I felt that way too. And that's actually, that is when I read the process book. That's when I read that book. It helped me so much. So you might revisit that book. At the okay. All right. Thanks, Robin. Okay. Thanks guys. I will see you guys next, not Monday, Tuesday, since Monday's Labor Day, um, for our next call for mentality. And I have a lot, you guys, I have so much that I'm just going to like unleash on you, but I'm not quite ready to share, but there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, as far as like resources and guides and stuff for you. So get excited and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.